Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, April 5, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we've got a little laundry list of stuff on the docket. The first thing we're going to do is review where we are on the daily chart We'll talk bullish scenario, we'll talk bearish scenario. We'll talk where's the line in the sand, and we'll talk tinfoil hat event. Let's start with the thing that we've been discussing for about a week and a half. We have an inverse head and shoulders pattern. Now, they haven't reached the target, the textbook target of the inverse head and shoulders pattern. Here's your neckline, and there's your left shoulder, head, and right shoulder. They're above the neckline, but they have yet to reach target. The target is significantly higher than the recent high from yesterday. What takes the inverse head and shoulders off the table if they were to get below and close daily below the neckline of the inverse head and shoulders? That would wipe it off the table. It's nowhere near there now. Put it on a sticky note for the just-in-caser. Okay, fair enough. What's more near-term stuff? What's the important thing that's directly underneath price? Well, when you look at the daily chart, you see the last breakup candle in the sequence. The low is 404.55. We talked about it last night. Nothing's changed. That's a very, very important place. If they're going to get slightly below that, there's a little gap below. They could fill the gap and bounce back up. But Closing daily below that breakup candle low will be a tell for the bear case, and it will essentially begin to open the door first to the 50-period moving average, and then if below, to the neckline for a test from the overside or above the neckline. Now, I just mentioned the old tinfoil hat event. What exactly is that, and how or will it impact the market? Here's the situation. We talked about it in the live trading room today. Tonight, or just after midnight, we have a full moon. Sometimes it can affect a change in direction or a change in trend in the market. Other times it can be an acceleration of the current trend. And other times it's a non-event. We call that a nothing burger. So basically something can happen or something doesn't have to happen. We don't know. And I'm not saying something will happen or won't happen. What I'm saying is it's interesting information to know about them when they occur. If we see one of those trend reversals beginning tomorrow, for example, we would then focus our attention to the fact that we had a two-day pullback. They stayed inside the breakup candle low, and they can and may have another resumption to the upside heading for that ultimate target of the head and shoulders pattern. Where is that? It's a lot higher. We don't have to worry about that right now. Now, here's another thing that's going on. I find this one interesting. It's a little unique from a market operational perspective, but here's what we've got. The market's closed on Friday, but you also have a release pending, I believe, of the phony jobs number. Generally speaking, when the market's closed, they either do it a day early or they wait till next week or whatever. I don't remember too many times, and this is just from memory, I don't remember too many times where you have a release of an important data point 
with the market closed. I don't even think the futures are open. You can go ahead and double check that, but I seem to believe the futures are closed, the market's closed, everything's closed beginning Thursday night going into Monday. So what does that tell you? And we're projecting forward a little bit, but it tells you that if something wacky happens with the phony jobs number, for example, and it may or may not, but this is awareness stuff, like the tinfoil hat event. It's awareness stuff. They're data points. If something happens where the market would, under normal market conditions, like or dislike that number and move a lot of points, you're going to get that movement Sunday night into Monday. You're going to get a gap up or down on Monday if that's the case. We don't know. It's awareness. It's things to know about. I would put this on a sticky note. This is going to be a line in the sand, 403.75, give or take. They start pushing below there at any point, whether it's tomorrow or Monday or whatever the case is. That's going to begin to open the door for the lower stuff. It's giving the breakup candle low some wiggle room to fill the gap. The gap is either a little bit higher, a little bit lower, depending on how you want to look at it. So we'll split the difference and say 403.75. Keep that number handy as a just-in-caser. Here's a 120-minute chart. And why am I bringing this up? Well, it's twofold. Number one is, and I want you to just remember this for a couple of minutes from now when I bring it up again, but take a look at the 20-period moving average On this 120-minute chart, price came into, and from an intraday trading perspective, did bounce off the 20-period moving average on this chart. Now, by the end of the day, over the next few hours, it was riding that moving average. And here's the second thing, making a bearish, wedgish kind of pattern, potentially for one more move down to do what? Right run a test of the breakup candle low down at 404.50, give or take. Remember the 403.75 in that zone. Just a couple of different ways to look at the tape. For those of you that don't know and scratching your head, the tape refers to the market. It comes from the old days. I'm a dinosaur, so it comes from the old days of ticker tape, where quotes used to come out on a ticker tape. Did anybody make money inside the numbers today or inside the numbers live trading room? The answer is, you betcha. Let's take a snapshot of what was going on at zero dark 30. Continuation of a pullback from yesterday. That was the first thing that we saw when we woke up. How far she goes in the spot where it's not just a pullback anymore. I just talked about it, reiterating it this morning or reiterating it this afternoon from this morning. 404, again, 3 70 or 404.50 in that ballpark. But until then, it's a pullback in an existing uptrend that's not over. The early look is that it will be a buy the dip kind of morning. Now, that doesn't have to stay true. I will tell you we had a short trade right out of the gate. We'll get to that later. But the first number below was 406.70, give or take. The next place isn't far away, and I say here, I'll post it later. You'll see it later. But the flip around, and pay attention to this, get out your scrap paper sticky notes. The flip around situation begins with a recapture of 408.70 for starters. What does that mean? That means that 408.70 is the place 
where overhead resistance begins. All right, let's see what we have as the morning matures. 9.15, what's the deal? 408.70 to 409.30 is overhead resistance. Right out of the chute, that's the first thing. Above opens the door for another leg higher. It makes 408.70 to 409.30 a zone. Traders can take a short trade for a reaction back in the other direction. Posted at 9.15 in the morning, before the opening bell rings. Since we think better in pictures, right at the vertical is today's activity. And you can see here, right on the button, on the nose, 408.70 was high of day. And that happened in the first half hour, 35 minutes of the trading day. Let's look at the flip side. If they drop them into the 406.70 to 405.75 zone, it's a buy for a bounce back in the other direction. Again, we think better in pictures, and you can see right here that 406.70 is the first place, the beginning of the zone. 405.75 is the bottom. They didn't get there. The low of day was 405.88, but that was the zone to expect a bounce back in the other direction. So here's what actually happened. Traders were told, this is in the live room and inside the numbers, that 406.70 was support. Therefore, they can exit the trade on the short side after we've put profit in our pocket at 406.70 and flip it around. It's what we call a double barrel trade, the flip around trade. You're short. You flip it around, you cover the short, you pocket the profit, and then you flip it to the long side. Now, the long side initially gave us a trade, not a monster trade, but the short trade, we call that one a Whopper Junior. But what I will tell you is the bounce that took this price right up to here at 407.41, traders in the live room and inside the numbers, which I'll show you in a moment, it ran into overhead resistance. They were instructed to take the scalp portion of the trade and you try and hold it for more. They stop you out on the rest. You got a base hit in your pocket. That's fine. You already got the short on the way back down. Nice morning, you think? All this was put on the board before the opening bell. So here at 931, we say, we'll just patiently wait for them to do one thing or the other. So you can read the notes, pause the video. Nothing's going to change. Go back to the chart to double check the work. 10 o'clock data release allows Mrs. Market to test 408.70. We talked about this in the live room before it happened to watch out for this. They spiked them up. They filled the entries for a lot of traders, and then they dropped right back down. Nice trade. Any trader who is short, they already gave you the scalp with potential. The rest is trader's choice. And here it is, 10.07. Traders short should hold for 406.70 or in front of it as a target. That equals $2 in the SPY or 20 handles in the S&P, also known as 20 points. First, they have to get below yesterday's low. That was 407.24. That would normally be a bull bear battle. And we've moved up the line to 407.24. What happened there? A bull bear battle before coming back down. It's nice to expect the expected before it happens. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 1042, 
Shorts who still have a trailer are waiting for 40670. I'm holding your hand. And we're saying they're going to bounce back in the other direction. That's a long trade. Starts as a scalp with potential. By 1110, traders long from within the zone are looking for them to recapture 40670 on candle closes. Overhead resistance after they recapture it is 407.30 to 407.50. That's the scalp portion of the trade. Five, six, seven, eight, nine points, depending on where the entry was. That's a nice trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You get the point. It's all in here each and every day. Here's where we compress the chart a little bit, just to show you that zone between 406.70 and 405.75. This was the zone of support. Now, you don't know the manner in which they're going to do everything. They gave you the trade here. Then they came back down and they came up short of the second number. But nevertheless, that was the zone of support provided before the market opened. Let me ask you this question. If you're not using these numbers, what numbers are you using? Just curious, asking for a friend. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Still a weak tape. Now, they're below all the moving averages. Remember, the trend is your friend until she tosses your shit out the window. So therefore, we have to take notice of Camp IWM. Remember the monthly chart that I've shown many times? Remember what we said? This is a bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing. They test the high of that flag portion. They test the low. If they break the low considerably or convincingly, that's going to start another leg lower. For the last couple of days, we've had a negative divergence with the IWM, meaning it's diverging, meaning it's my favorite market leading indicator, and it's been weaker than the SPY. For example, today down 1%, the SPY was down a quarter of 1%. Same routine yesterday. Favorite market-leading indicator for a reason. I pay attention to that stuff. We've been looking at the weekly chart. You got a big-time breakdown candle below all the moving averages, bearish wedge. What does that tell you? It tells you if they can't recapture these moving averages, the convergence of these three moving averages, then guess what? It's going to be curtains. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market-leading indicator. Another down day, not quite 1%, but almost, so still negative divergence leading to the downside. Second favorite market-leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. Weekly chart, you got a high, lower high, lower high, broke that trend, but still now below the moving averages. Little bit of a sloppy situation going on on the weekly chart. But here's what we can say. Take out this pivot low on the weekly chart, weekly close, and it's likely you'll find price down around this 200-period moving average, and then it opens a door for the lows from September of 22, and that's a whole different kind of tape. Flip side is if the spiders are actually going to complete the inverse head and shoulders pattern in the northern direction, the bull case, then the IWM and the transports We'll have to flip around for that to happen. It can't go up that much, meaning it in terms of the S&P, can't go up that much without participation across the board. What about the Q people? 
Above all the moving averages, the bull case is intact. The trend is your friend. This is a pullback in an uptrend. Now watch this. The low of this breakup candle doesn't mean they will or won't give it up tomorrow, but the low of this breakup candle is 315.60. They got below it today, but they fought back by the close to close back inside of it. It's an important place. Doesn't mean they won't give it up tomorrow, but guess what? On the first time down, they usually put up a fight. They usually won't close below it on the first time down. Doesn't mean they can't or they don't. It's just what happens the majority of the time using our favorite 80-20 rule. It's just common garden variety stuff. The financials net net is there's still trouble in paradise. Can't get a reading on this chart. There's nothing to do with the XLF chart. But to speak about the financials, I think, is important because when you look at some of the individual financial stocks, and we'll look at some of the big ones first, Bank of America looks terrible on the daily chart, looks terrible on the weekly chart. There's something wrong in the banking sector. If the Fed came to the rescue, these stocks would have bounced. They would have been bought up with both hands. JP Morgan, same routine, terrible on the chart, barely got a bounce from the lows. It was just a reactionary reflex kind of, and I hate this term, oversold bounce. The reason I hate that term is because there's no measurement for oversold. When is it oversold? Is it oversold here? Is it oversold here or here? How do you know? You don't. It's what we call a generic term. About Wells Fargo, shit show. About PNC, shit show. About the KRE, Regional Banking Index. You got it. Crap sandwich. There's trouble in the banking sector. Doesn't mean they won't get a rip-your-face-off rally before the next leg down, and it doesn't mean the next leg down won't start tomorrow. We don't know. But what we do know is they're not out of the woods. We talk about it every night. You need to be aware of it. If you were trying to pick off lows in these banks, you have to be aware they're not out of the woods. This is not over. About Smash Mouth. Came down into the 20-period moving average. It's a natural move from above. They filled the gap. They bounced off of it. Garden variety chart behavior. Big down day, though. Is it going to morph into something more? Well, if you give up this pivot low right around that 50-period moving average on the daily chart, what's the next spot? You guessed it. All the way down here to 39-something, 240, 241. In that camp is the next place that they would like to run a test of if they start failing. If they give up this moving average, that's one thing. If they bounce off it and stay above, it was just running a test, couple of down days of a moving average and a bounce. That's it. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.